I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast's Christmas Special. I'm Jack Hope, and today I am joined by Ross Legg. Ross, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Jack. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on the show. Um, well, yes, it's it's like one third your show. Um. Yeah, well, I kind of feel like this. This based on last year, I kind of feel like um, it got a little bit out of hand the Christmas show, and I'm just I'm just fortunate that I've been allowed back onto the Christmas show. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I, I guess we are glad to have you back. Um, in addition to Ross, we are joined by Max Rowe Brown. How are you doing, Max and Mary? Christmas. Hello, Jack. Merry Christmas to you too. I'm very well, thank you. Um, I'd say, Ross, I think we're equally to blame for last year's uh, whatever happened last year, so don't worry about it. Um, it is the Christmas special, and as with last year, we will be doing a big Christmas cricket quiz where we will be running through the cricketing events of the year, or, or the cricketing events of the year, which um, which actually took place, and doing a quiz about them. Uh, Ross and Max, you'll be facing off in that. Are you excited? Gunning. Bit of a grudge wait, match. Can't wait to go. Yeah, a bit of a grudge match. And you can play along yes. at home, can't you? Because we all tell the you answers. Can. So if you've got to pe- grab a pen and paper and enjoy the show. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, though, Max has written and recorded three Christmas carols, haven't you, Max? I have indeed, yes. Based on uh, some of your Christmas favourites with a, uh, a cricketing theme. I hope you enjoy. Christmas number one is in the bag for us guys, I reckon. <laughs> I don't know. There's, I'm sure it will be. There's a, there's a big one, actually. I don't know if you've seen that's uh, currently number two in the charts that uh, people have been trying to get get up to that fabled spot called uh, Boris Johnson is a fucking cunt. Have you seen that? Whoa! <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome to the Cricket Podcast. <laughs> He's dropped the C-bomb. We haven't had a C-bomb on this show since Chris Nash. Um... <laughs> I'm just naming the title of the song. I'm the, don't do, shoot do reckon... the messenger. Do they play that on Radio 1? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Guessing not. And, of course, uh, we will be talking about India's historic failure as they were bowled out for just 36 against Australia. Um, that was hilarious, and that will be the sort of last third of the show. Um, so if you hate quizzes and you're weird, you can skip ahead to then. But first, before we get into the general festivities of the Christmas cricket, quiz we're going to start with our traditional first question um this week on a christmas theme my question to you and we will start with max is which cricketer do you think would make the best father christmas and why uh well for this one i've I've focused mainly on the physical attributes and i think uh the, the man that comes to mind who is a portly gentleman with a red face has to be mike catting and uh, to be honest, like I can see him dressed uh, in a in a Santa Claus outfit, um, you know, visiting a a department store near you. If I'm honest, hey, the the salaries weren't that good in the nineties, were they, Max? Well, no, you, yeah, so you need you got... the pension's not there. You gotta gotta find your way somehow. <laughs> um, I don't know if I approve of that answer. To be honest, I, I feel like I don't. Yeah, well, look, look, it's your it's your world, isn't it? And you've got to live in it, um, Ross. Who would you choose as a cricketer to become Santa Claus? 
So I, d- I don't think I would choose Mike Gatting. I wouldn't particularly like sitting on his lap, I don't think. So um, I've used a bit of a different criteria. So um, I've gone with who has promised hope to so many? Who has a track record of delivering many gifts over the years? Who's typically seen as quite a jolly bloke? Um, and who also, obviously, who's been known to have a bit of a gut? Um, but then my final bit is who could you see running a pretty hardcore factory? Um is my kind of slant on it, and I reckon Shane Warne would be my uh, would be my Santa Claus. That's an interesting, and it's interesting the preface you gave to that, where you said you wouldn't want to sit on Mike Gatting's lap, because mm-hmm. that implies you would be quite happily perched upon Shane Warne's knee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because can I, you I, confirm either way? Yeah, no, I, I know. I would, I, would de- I would definitely feel that because I can imagine Shane would uh, take me in one hand and do the thing that leg spinners do, you know, just to flip the ball. It would be a pretty interesting experience, and. Uh, Overall, quite a quite a nice bit of uh, quite a nice bit of tomfoolery. I'm not I'm not going to go there, Jack. I want to, but I'm not. Yeah, let that one go through to the keeper, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I went with uh, so I, I thought more about um, the the traditional Santa Claus thing that he does, where he goes around the world um, flying and drinking booze. Oh, um, nice. um, um, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's what he does, isn't it? Basically, Santa Claus's job is to sit around in the North Pole and then once a year fly from place to place, drinking scotch or sherry or whatever people have left out for him. Um, so you need someone with a high alcohol tolerance. Um, you also need someone who fits the descriptions. So they need to be reasonably large. They need to be someone going. who who can sport a beard. Um, I, I'm going with David Boone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Saw that a couple yeah. of mile off. Yeah, David Boone famously, of course, he drank fifty-two beers on the flight from Sydney to London. Um, that's a lot of beer, and I, I think he he could stand up to the, the the liver punishment that Santa Claus has to endure on an annual basis. What do you reckon to that, lads? Yeah, you can see you can definitely see him working in a department store as a Christmas Santa. <laughs> yeah, I, I find it interesting that you've both gone for notoriously generous Australians. Yeah, I just does it. Does English people really suit the Santa role? That, that's the thing. I'm just not sure they do. What do you reckon? Not not enough. Uh, not enough. What's the word? Discipline. Uh, it's more that in the cricketing world, everyone hates England. <laughs> it just doesn't. They don't. They don't. England don't project um, kindly, old man. Do they? No. My 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 original one was actually going a completely different tangent. Was James Vince as he just likes gifting his wicket away? That was that was the first germination of an English person. But I think David Boone is a good shout. Mike Gatting, not a bad shout. Um, I'm not going to talk any more about Shane Warne tossing me in his hands. So uh, let's get on with the show, shall we? Let's. Before we do though, we do need to say something to our listeners, Ross. What do we need to say to them? Merry Christmas. Oh, no. It's follow us at The Cricket Pod on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram, uh, as well as all podcast platforms, and recommend us to a friend. You might w- not want to recommend them this show in particular, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, and seriously, Merry Christmas. Um, we will take a short break, and then we'll be back with the opening rounds of this year's Christmas Cricket Quiz. When you're at your desk alone Because you have to work at home You need a distraction to get you through the day So tune in to TMS To catch England's latest test Or turn over to Sky because we all know the IPL's the best 
Oh, I wish there could be cricket every day When the tear fall hits and the virus has stopped playing Oh, well, I wish there could be cricket every day Let the Lord's bell start the cricket When it's wintry and dark So you can't go down the park Better hope the TV's got something good on Switch over to BT They've got everything you need You can stay up all night to watch the Indians in Oz get blown away well, I wish there could be cricket every day When the tear hits and the birds have stopped Well, I wish there could be cricket every day Oh, let the Lord's bell stop the cricket It's quiz time. Are you ready to quiz, boys? So ready. Ross just nodded. <laughs> I'm, I'm hyped. I've got too much adrenaline pumping through me. Cool. Um, well, as with every quiz, you need to start with a name, don't you? Uh, so, Max, what name would you like to quiz under today? Well, um, I will be taking inspiration from uh, one of my lovely carols, and I will be called I Wish It Could Be Quizmas Every Day by Quizard. Uh, that, that's so smooth, Max. That's so smooth. It's almost like we just played almost, that carol. And... Almost like. <laughs> um, I'm not going to remember that, so I'm just going to call you Max from now on. Okay. Uh, I do think, though, I will I will give you credit. Last year, when we asked what would you like to be your quiz name, you said ukulele. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, we, we've we're gone, getting better. It's a similar theme. We're still going with the musical theme, but I've uh, used my brain a bit more. <laughs> Ross, uh, your quiz name for this year's Christmas quiz of the year. I'm going to take inspiration from one of our guests this year, and uh, I'm going to be known as uh, Quiz Tremlett. Oh, I like that. Yeah. If we were giving out points for that, uh, I would give one to Ross. Uh, Even though Max put loads of effort into that song, I know it took him like an hour to record it later on. Uh, That's the kind of quiz master I am. (laughs) I can't say I'm surprised. Uh, right, fellas, are we ready to quiz? We're, we're going we're to kick off with the first question. Um, do you need me to explain the rules? Maybe a quick refresher would be good. It's, it's very simple, Max. What we're going to do is we're going to alternate questions from one to the other of you. Uh, that gives whoever has the chance or the, the whoever's question turn it is uh, the opportunity to get the point. If you give me a wrong answer, then the other player has the opportunity to steal. And we're just going to go through quiz questions like that for half an hour or something does that make sense sounds delightful buckle in listeners uh oh yes we should mention the listeners uh if you're playing at home team valued listener um there's not really any way for you to join in live but do let us know on twitter how you got on um let's go we're gonna go right back to the beginning of the year this is basically a chronological quiz so um big quiz of the year style minds (laughs) cast your minds back to January, February last year, pre-coronavirus. Do you remember those golden the, the, days? The hacienda days. Pre-COVID. 
Starting with you, Ross. Your first question. Um, cast your mind back uh, to the beginning of the year. India were touring New Zealand. Uh, do you remember that? No, I do not. Okay. Max, for one point. Um, <laughs> 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 no, of course you remember that. It was a, it was a fantastic series um, with the two super overs and all sorts of carnage. My question to you, Ross, is during that season, series... One player became the first man to play 100 internationals in all three formats of the game. Who was that player? Ross Taylor. Bang, straight away. Ross, off the mark. Get in. Um, <laughs> uh, it was, that was quite an interesting or a weird uh, series. I don't, don't know how well you remember it, but India won 5-0 in the ODIs with two Super Overs. Um, back then, we were all like the main thing in our minds was the World Cup. So people couldn't believe that <laughs> New Zealand had lost another couple of Super Overs. Um, uh, that was in the T20 series. Then, then New Zealand came back, won all three ODIs, and smashed India in the Tests. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good way to start the year. Uh, I enjoyed it. Max, are you ready for your first question? I am. Ross has put the pressure on. He has, yeah. Is, is it, do you reckon this would be a bit like a penalty shootout where if you go first, you have a massive advantage? Could be, as long as you score. Could be, yeah. Um, anyway, the Women's T20 World Cup took place in Australia uh, shortly after that New Zealand-India series um, and was eventually won by the hosts. But they did lose a game in that tournament. They lost the tournament opener. Can you remember, Max, who beat them? Uh, no, but I'll say do you want, do you want, do I'll I'll say a team and I'll I'll hope that it's right. Was it South Africa? <laughs> it was not oh. South Africa, which gives Ross the chance to go two 0 up. Ross, do you know who beat Australia in the opener of the the Women's T Twenty World Cup earlier this year? Was it Bangladesh? I mean, they were two rogue choices. <laughs> I have to say, boys. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm it was, um, uh, West Indies would be my actual guess because Bangladesh. I'm not even sure if Bangladesh were even there, so. They were there. Um, you're, you're you're still wrong, um, okay. and uh, you should hang your heads in shame. Um, India won the tournament opener. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Oh, well, obviously you don't. Uh, Poonam Yadav took four for nineteen uh, in the first game. Confused the Australians with her googly. Um, obviously oh, Australia yes. eventually got going. Um, they they nearly got eliminated in the group stage, but New Zealand like perplexing perplexingly. Um, lost by three runs with loads of wickets in hand. Um, <laughs> eventually, Australia, of course, did have their revenge. They smashed India in the final and uh, and did win that tournament. Uh, which means we're on to question three. Ross, back to you. The same World Cup event. At the Women's T20 World Cup, one team made their debut in all ICC events. So they never featured in a men's tournament before. They never featured in a women's tournament before. Which nation appeared at that tournament for the first time. Thailand. What, such a, what an easy question. This one better be easy, Jack. Let's not, let's not bring the quiz into disrepute, young man. Three questions in. Um, yeah, uh, do you remember how Thailand got it on in the tournament? I think they lost every game. They lost all their games apart from one against, was it Pakistan that was rained off and they were in a really good position? Max, that's an exceptional memory there. They they did. They lost every game. They, they never, Pretty much every game they got to about 80 um, in their 20 overs, apart from the last game, where for some reason they got 150. Um, and and then the game was rained off uh, as soon as they finished batting. Cricket, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Cruel. 
cruel mistress. <laughs> um, Max, we're now heading towards lockdown. Oh, good. Does that make you sad? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> in in March this year, uh, just shortly after, or just around the time lockdown was announced in the UK, Amazon released their first foray uh, into the into into cricket in their in their sports documentary genre. Uh, over the eight-part series, uh, The Test, we follow the Australian team as they recover from a national scandal, get pounded by India at home, get knocks out of the World Cup against England, and inexplicably fail to win the 2019 Ashes as Nathan Lyon drops the ball. My question, Max, is which inanimate object does Justin Langer kick the shit out of straight after Lyon made that mistake? Um, <laughs> I mean, Ross definitely knows this. Yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't watched the test, so that's uh, that's not not ideal. Um, what what kind? He's also of... not seen any cricket memes for an entire year. No, apparently not. I mean, I'm just trying to think of what would be what would be lying around that you could kick the shit out of. Yeah. Cricket changing room, Max. Come on. Yeah. There's got to be a time limit on these. If you don't guess, I'm going to pass this on to Matt. Oh, it's a cricket helmet. Oh, my God. He's dropped an absolute banger there. It's a bin. He kicks the shit out of the bin. Oh, it's always a bin, isn't it? And then he has to pick the litter up off the floor that went down the stairs. It is one of the most humiliating scenes. And you can tell that he's livid. Like, Langer is just... He's a serious bloke anyway. Oh, thanks. Well, you would be, wouldn't you? He's going to be like... He's going to blow a gasket. Ross, you were a big fan of the test, weren't you? Yeah, I really enjoyed it, actually. I think there was a, there was a couple of bits in there which was very much, um, I don't know, a real love for the baggy green. You do everything for the baggy green, and it's just it's a little bit embarrassing, but um, great watching, especially in lockdown. Max, um, yeah, I guess we both recommend it to you. Yeah. Do you want a little score update? 3-0. It is 3-0 to Ross after four questions. Uh, bearing in mind you've had two questions each, that's a tragic performance from you, Matt. Yep, I don't think it's going to get any better. <laughs> Maybe you need to calm down on the old Beaujolais. Um, <laughs> moving on, we're now in the English summer. Uh, the, the glory days of the 2020 COVID year. We're going to switch up the order that I asked the questions in. So, Max, you get another one straight away. Can you redeem yourself? Are you feeling confident? Nope. Mate, if it's about county cricket, you're in. There is one about county cricket, and it is for Max. So, you know, um, oh dear, that's a, it's a banker. It's got to be a banker, hasn't it? Which which uh, which uh, county does Max <laughs> Roe Brown have a season ticket of? <laughs> Actually, Max, do you remember that um, show where you read out your complaint letter to Surrey Cricket Club? What about it? <laughs> just just yeah. an interesting turn of events, wasn't it? Yeah. Did you ever get a response? Yeah, it was fucking bullshit. <laughs> this, Ross, this, this I get the impression. Yeah. I get the impression Max isn't enjoying himself very it was, much. Uh, they fobbed. They they fobbed us off with some nonsense, but um, they did actually in the end uh, add another twenty pound discount on the uh, direct debit scheme. So something got through, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, mm. another win for the cricket podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, Max. Yeah. Um, th- this one, this one is something that even you could get. Let's get you don't have to have watched the biggest cricket documentary of all time. You don't have to know like the basics about one of the big ICC events or the only ICC event to take place this year. Uh, it's unfortunately it's not about Thailand, which, which appears <laughs> to be your area of expertise. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's about men's test cricket. Right. Um, the question is very simple. In the year 2020, who is currently the top test run scorer? I'm going to need a name. You are. Or at least you're thinking. You can't just sit there in silence. It doesn't work very well on a podcast. I am, I am thinking, yes. Uh, well, so how, well, who's, who's played? England have played. They've played West Indies and Pakistan. And uh, Australia have started playing India. And India, I, I think it's got to be someone for England. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> I, think it, I think it has to be. But who's, who's scored those uh, runs? I wasn't asking which team name. Yeah. We need a player. We need a player. Oh, dear. Go on, Max. You got this. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna, I am can't Sibley. take that answer. It's not Dom Sibley. Oh, Dom Sibley's guess. actually second. Oh. Dom Sibley, he is 26 runs behind number one. That's, so, you know. That's painful. Close. Close, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's what's that? That's that's 96% of a right answer you gave me there. Um, but it isn't the right answer. Ross, to go 4-0 up in this frankly shambolic <laughs> quiz. <laughs> I'm going to go for Ben Stokes. It is Ben Stokes! For <laughs> sake. I didn't think it could possibly be the obvious. Why? Because it's you. All the answers have been the obvious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ross, that brings us on to... Your turn. This is to go five. Like we might have to instigate a mercy rule and, and call this whole thing off um, because it's, because it's getting out of hand. Um, Ross, your question. Stuart Broad. He was in the headlines early in the English summer after he was dropped uh, and then went on a run in the in the Sky Sports Players chair. Uh, he came back and and tore things up. But my question is, how old is Stuart Broad? Um, Thirty-two. He's not 32, and this gives Max the opportunity to, to, to perhaps claw one back. Um, Broad, I mean, he had a really good summer, didn't he? He, got, he took 29 wickets uh, at 14.25, which, uh, you know, is, is good. It seems, seems like exactly the kind of thought you'd get out of a 32-year-old. I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> if I were in Ross's position, I'd have also gone for 32. So I can only assume in the intervening period he's had a birthday and he's 33. Well... You're both incorrect. 34. He is 34 years old. Oh. Ross, <laughs> Ross is celebrating that victory. <laughs> um, what was your favourite broad moment of the summer, Ross? Um, I have now enjoyed that he's taken to Twitter to, to commenting on absolutely everything. So he, he looks like the kind of bloke who Googles his name at least once a day. So oh, I, definitely, yeah. So, at so least uh, once a day. I'm so, so now once in, an hour. So instead of uh, instead of just like letting kind of journalists go, oh, Stuart Broad might be passed or anything like that, he's kind of just going, all right, you said that. Why why have you said that about me? And I quite like that about Stuart Broad. I must admit. Yeah, uh, Broad's almost old enough at thirty four to to have. Well, he probably is to 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 predate social media in terms of fame. So he he, I feel like people who are of that age. Um, spout a lot more nonsense because they haven't been trained and they haven't had any like repercussions at school uh, from you know social media. And, anyway. also, and he also got so much uh, so much practice when he had that Kevin Peterson genius account, I suppose. So um, he's, he's, pretty, <laughs> he's pretty he's pretty well versed in the old uh, Twitter sphere, I'm guessing. Right, Max, uh, onto your area of speciality, yeah. the Bob Willis Trophy. Replace the county championship as this year's Red Bull domestic tournament in England. I 
think we'd all agree that it was a success, with a boatload of people tuning in to stream the final. Max, my question for you is, in the tournament, can you name the top run scorer and top wicket taker? Oh, that's tough. That is, that's, a, that's a tough question. Um, I'll give him two points if he gets them both, if that's so tough. Ross? Top, was the top wicket taker Simon Harmer? That's correct, Max. That's one point. Um, can you snaffle both? Top run scorer, uh, I, Alistair Cook. He's got both. He struck back. It's now 4-2. Uh, after I generously increased the number of marks available. <laughs> by... yeah, I feel like he's played you for a fool there. Took, took, took the early 4-0 lead and is now going get, to get preferential treatment throughout the quiz. <laughs> um, Simon Harmer, he took 38 wickets, which was pretty good in, in what, six matches. Um, and Cook, he notched over 500 runs, including an aggregate of 200 in the final. Do you remember the the result in the final, Ross? Uh, Essex won, didn't they? I think it was a draw in Essex won. Uh, it wasn't one of those like really weird things that could only happen in cricket where... Yeah, they won because uh, their think first just... innings total was bigger. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, the only... I remember saying at the time, the only way Essex could win is... Drawing no, the only Somerset. way that's... Well, the only way Somerset can win is if they go for the win. Yeah, yeah. Um, which which d- did actually make sense on on that podcast. But it sounds bonkers um, now. <laughs> but it is com- is completely bonkers when when you say it <laughs> out of context. Um, Ross, back to you mm-hmm. and to to the Test cricket. Um, so the summer series, the first series we had in the summer was between England and the West Indies. Um, this was the last time the teams would compete for the Wisden Trophy. My question, Ross, is that trophy is being renamed after two famous players from the past. Can you name both those players? Unlike with Max, you're only going to get one point for this. Uh, the both of the Richards. Oh, it is. Well done. Straight away. Um, it's been quite an interesting year for Ian Botham, hasn't it? Uh- <laughs> Yeah, who'd, who'd have thought that spouting a load of shit about Brexit would actually get you a knighthood or whatever it is, his lordship? He is, Lord Botham. Um, Ross, you are now on five points. Max, you're on two points. And I think, Max, you've got a tricky question coming up here. It's going to be about a spinner. Stuart Broad dismissed Craig Braithwaite to take his 500th test wicket during the series to be the West Indies. You're going to ask me who Jimmy Why did? did? No. Why did this give give everyone a slight sense of deja vu? Um, because that was how he got his hundredth. No, it's not that. It's not that. Ross, do you know the answer? Uh, did uh, uh, Max has completely put me off with the Jimmy Anderson bit? Did was uh, that was Craig Braithwaite also Jimmy Anderson's five hundredth wicket? Oh my God, Ross, you're absolutely on fire today. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Both of them got to 500 wickets, dismissing uh, Craig Brathwaite, um, which is pretty good. Actually, uh, literally, you just I, I, I feel like I've found that. Oh, well. You're welcome. <laughs> um, Ross. Uh, the people not driving home for Christmas listening to this must be having a great time. I'm not. <laughs> Ross, um, Anderson, he went on to take 600 wickets shortly after Broad reached his 500th. Uh, he dismissed Azza Ali, if you're interested, Max. Um, 
he was the second fastest man to 600 wickets behind which other player? Uh, oh. Matima Illithran. Ross, you're just too good at cricket trivia. It's now 7 2. I actually knew that one. Um, yeah, well, that's a change, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Murali, he took. Do you know how many more balls he took? And uh, Max, if you get this, I'll give you three points. <laughs> how many more balls he or, Jimmy Anderson took? How many? F- yeah, yeah. 42. Six. <laughs> Very close. I mean, 42 is a multiple of six. Yeah, it is. Do you want me to give you one point? What about a seventh of three points? <laughs> um, that that was, uh, yeah, I mean, Anderson, 600 wickets. Um, would anyone like to eulogise on Anderson briefly? I, I just think it's, it's, it's quite interesting for Jimmy that how long does he continue going for? So there's a, <clears throat> when it comes to now the breaks because of COVID, like his body could... Is it, it, it improved? Could it get worse? I don't, I don't know what the, the science is behind it when it comes to having a break at this point in your career. Is it a point where you, you miss out or is it going to elongate it and he'll play till like he's 45 like Darren Stevens still bending it around corners? I don't know. I don't know. Nobody's really tried it before, have they? Or at least not in the era when people were professional. Um, yeah, like Michael, Michael, Jordan, Michael Jordan went to play baseball and then came back to play basketball was pretty good. But I think he was like early 30s when he went to play baseball. Mm. Um, he wasn't late 30s. Uh, the only thing, person I can think of that might be somewhat similar, um, who was the bloke who um, came back to play against the West Indies, the opening batsman, who was forty-five when um, when the West Indies turned up with Michael Holding in the in the in the series where Tony Gregg, the white South African at the beginning, he he said, "I intend to make the West Indies grovel," and uh, <laughs> and it didn't really go well for England as they lost five 0 I can't remember the name of the bloke, I'm afraid. But... Brian, Brian Close? Brian Close. Thank you, Ross. Um, Brian Close got I, I, have to, I, have to, I have just Googled that, by the yeah. way. So. Um, but, yeah, he it didn't really go that well for Brian Close. So I, 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 maybe don't take a really long break late in your career. <laughs> um, on the topic of good things from summer, we did ask on Twitter whether people had any fond memories. Uh, people pointed out it was nice to see Chris Wokes batting well again. Did you like that, Max? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, inter- he's an interesting character, Chris Wokes, because he's like, quite understated with what he does. But was it at some point this summer that he had a better batting average and a better bowling average than Ben Stokes? I think it's possible yeah. that, 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 that that has happened. I mean, Colin de Grandholm has got a better bowling average and a better batting average than, than Ben Stokes. I, does that necessarily mean that, the, that Colin de Grandholm. Yeah, but, I mean, he's brilliant, isn't he? Like, we know that. We know that he. <laughs> modifies his game and plays a little within himself to give everyone else a chance like a, a true de grandad mm-hmm. and, and he, he was offered he's famously offered the final over in uh, in the world cup super over and we said no trent bolt should do it i'm too good i'll win this outright for new zealand i'm going to give the opportunity to trent bolt i think we should make cricket history here right here right now um lads um uh, the, a couple of other things to note from the summer uh, i think Stuart Broad's drop then run out. That was pretty funny, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it, again, Stuart Broad would be the first person to completely chastise someone to who drops a catch like that, and then for him yeah. to instantly rectify himself almost gives him <laughs> almost gives him more ammunition to have a go at someone. I mean, it was a legendary summer for Broadie, wasn't it? He he took more wickets than anyone else. He did the run out drop, which was maybe the best piece of fielding anyone has ever seen, and he also learned to bat again. I mean that was completely unexpected. He he now he's he's the all rounder that we all knew that that he could be. 
once again. I think uh, sports personality of the year Whoa. could well be. Could well be. Um, and I think we should we should uh, get a tip the cap, uh, as they say, to Shan Masood, who scored that wonderful 150 in the first England v Pakistan test. Um, Max, are you a big Shan Masood fan as a left-handed opening batsman? Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> would you like Max? Would it improve <laughs> do you want me, your do you want me to, you want to expand points? on that answer? Well, no, I, I yes. Uh, I was very impressed with how he'd uh, remodelled himself and come back, and it was a fabulous innings of grit and determination, uh, if if not some luck. Not nice backhanded insult. Yeah, from. Uh, well, it's the only way I ever get any runs, so it's fine by me. Lads, lads, we are we are nearly at the halfway stage of the quiz. Oh, so I can still come back. We have one more question before we will take a short break and listen to more of your wonderful music max uh it's the improv round <laughs> ross yeah, in I'm, I'm one really, really happy you're starting with me in the improv round yeah in in one sentence can you explain to me what you saw from this summer that suggests england could win the ashes down under I'll give you two seconds to think about that. But, well, and well, I don't know what you even mean by that. So, in, do you want me to say it again? And if you listen this time, maybe you'll 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 get the message in one sentence. So, do you know what a sentence is? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what one is? One lesson two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a firm grasp of what one and, and a reasonable grasp of, of sentence. Literacy, um, numeracy. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, using that parameter. Can you explain to me what you saw this summer, so in the, the things we were just talking about, basically, that suggests England, the cricket team England, could win the Ashes, the tournament they play against Australia, down under in 2021-22? Dom Sibley, better known as The Fridge, bats long. Oh, that's good. Yeah, no, I like that. that is, that's a potential reason. Uh, Max, similarly, but in reverse... In one sentence, can you explain to me what you saw this summer that suggests England won't win the Ashes down under? So similar to Ross, I can. I can could you need me to go back through that and no, write that, down all the, the different that's parts fine. of the sentence? That's fine. Thanks. Yeah, um, you are, you do understand the question. Yeah. Uh, well, when, when you're ready. Well, my answer would be: um, we still seem to pick Don Bess as a spinner. Well, they're both they're both compelling arguments. However, in the interest of fairness, I'm going to award Max three points. <laughs> three? So, <laughs> oh, at, at, the half, at the halfway stage in the quiz, it is seven points to Ross and five points to Max. We'll be back after this short Christmas carol. Bell retired this year after several hundred games played for Worcestershire. Had the best nickname, but I still believe instead of Zach Crawley. As long as he still breathes, he should be back at number three. Oh, Ian Bell, Ian Bell, Ian all the way. What I'd give to see him play another England game. Ian Bell, Ian Bell, Ian all the way What I'd give to see him play another England game He scored a pile of runs in their 120 tests Got 22 tons And he has the best cover drive I know 
beauty to behold And once he even got Mohammed Yusuf caught and bold Oh, Ian Bell, Ian Bell, Ian all the way What I'd give to see him play another England game Oh, Ian Bell, Ian Bell, Ian all the way What I'd give to see him play another England game So fellas, welcome back to the Christmas Cricket Quiz. How do you think it's going uh, so far, Ross? I kind of feel like this is um, like the scene out of Casino Royale. You know, when Le Chiffre has just uh, cleaned out Daniel Craig and James Bond. And uh, Max is coming back to the table. Um, he's just survived a pretty... Well, is it, does he have a heart attack or something like that? And, he gets uh, poisoned, Ma- doesn't he? Yeah, He gets poisoned. So I think um, Max, is, uh, Max is looking suave. He looks like he's ready to go. He looks like he's about to take me on. Max... What's your favourite James Bond movie? Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Goldfinger. It's really funny. Goldfinger? I, I think Casino Royale. And I'm happy you brought it up, Ross, because we can talk about James Bond for a second. I think James Bond's crap um, overall. Um, but I, I will say that I do think Casino Royale is a uniquely good film among the crap. Um, it is also, in my opinion, the most festive of the James Bond movies. I feel like it works best at Christmas. Yeah, I'm not, not exactly sure why, but but that's, that's just like um, you know, some films feel like that. Yeah, oh, I, I stick it. with Die Hard for my Christmas fun. Not a James Bond movie, though, is it? No, it's better. <laughs> which, was, which, which was the point I was making? Yeah, uh, oh, <laughs> McLean, John McLean. Anyway, back to the Christmas quiz of the year. It is currently seven points to Ross and five points to Max. After that. Um, that inspired improv answer. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, round, because we we're, we're introducing the concept of rounds here. I, you know, at the beginning when I said we would alternate mm-hmm. for a few questions, we're just not going to do that, and it's going to be quick fire. Oh, um, right. <laughs> <clears throat> this this was a round. Originally, originally I envisaged just envisaged this round as. Covidiots, and it would be all about the funny things that happened because of COVID in cricket. Uh, but really, not not that much funny stuff happened. So it, it's not about that, or it is only about that tangentially. Um, do you understand how it's going to work? I think so. Sure. You're going to ask a question. I'm, Whoever answers first wins the point. Just shout answers. Exactly. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. Are you ready? Yes. Back in the summer, our dear leader, Boris Cromwell. Johnson described a cricket ball in a weird way whilst justifying a continued of ban disease. of the. Oh, Ross, would you like to steal? No, I think he's he's about right. He's in the, he's in the right ballpark. I don't know the okay. language. I think it was a natural vector of disease, and I would have accepted a natural vector of disease. Uh, Max, because you're behind, you get another pity point there. Uh, so it is now. Seven well, six. Were, 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 um, were, the, were, were the were the words uh, vector of disease not in? I, <laughs> Did I'm you the just hear him there? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I had a mini stroke, I'm afraid. Yeah, the, the, the he, gets, he, he gets a few points, then he gets quite confident, doesn't he, our Maxie? Yeah, he does. Um, it's nothing to do with the wine. Oh, it was the race against the clock, wasn't it? I had to get in there first. Yeah. Well, right, Ma- Max, as um, I said, I, I put my hands up there. You won that, Joel. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks Cricket for... did, of course, eventually restart. Um, confusingly, the amateur game started about two weeks before the professional uh, game outside of international cricket. But, you know, that's the ECB for you, isn't it? Um, keeping everyone on their toes. Uh, question two. Stuart Broad 
defied. There's a lot of Stuart Broad questions in here. There's all, I obviously had him on my mind for some reason. Yeah. Um, but there's a Stuart Broad question number eight. Um, Stuart Broad defied expectations by not becoming the first player to break coat. Yeah. Very good. To break COVID rules by spitting on the ball, which player did. It was Dom Sibley. Well done, Ross. That's uh, eight points to six now. Question three. In the Caribbean, they managed to play a full version of the Caribbean Premier League, though all the fixtures had to take place in one country. Which country? I'm going to take your silence. Barbados. No. Max says Barbados. That's incorrect. Ross, one shout. Jamaica. Two. Too long, and it's not Jamaica. It's Trin- Trinidad and Tobago. Mm. Um, the Trinbago Knight Riders. They also won the tournament, as they, as they, um, they won every match, uh, which is which is pretty good going in a in a franchise T Twenty league where parity is like built into the system. Uh, <laughs> to, to win twelve consecutive matches is is pretty phenomenal. <laughs> Back in May, we're on the next question now. By the way, Back in May, we spoke with Shane Dietz on the cricket podcast. He is the CEO of Vanuatu Cricket and masterminded the Vanuatu T10 Blast, which for a while was the only cricket being played worldwide. In the tournament, the Sharks took on the Bulls who took on the Panthers. My question is, who won the Vanuatu T10 Blast? Bulls. It's not the Bulls. Max, you've got a 50-50 between the Sharks and the Panthers. Sharks. It's the Sharks. Well done, Max. (laughs) It is is now 8-7. There's one point in it. Uh, The Ifira Sharks took down the mighty Afate Panthers in the final. Um, The Empty Bulls came third. (laughs) Yeah, I remember the Empty Empty Bulls. Empty Bulls, yeah. Um, That's what I thought they celebrated, sorry. Um. (laughs) Next question. England's series against South Africa was curtailed recently after England decided to withdraw. Uh, Questions were raised about the security of the South African bubble um, after the series was cancelled. The doctor of the South African team did concede that they had been lax in a few areas. Which thing in particular did he refer Bobby. to? Ah, oh, Ross takes it. Yes. Which thing did he in particular did he refer to when he was talking about laxity um, in the bubble? Wait. It was the braai. They had a big braai, which is um, South African for barbecue, which happened on the first day of the tour. So they, they just invited people along right at the beginning. It wasn't like, oh, the guys have been in the, in the bubble for three weeks now or something. Uh, let's, uh, let, let, let's let them see their family. No, first day, uh, let's, let's have a cookout. <laughs> it, it might have been there. We don't know. We can't say for sure. Anyway, that's the end of the COVID idiots round. Um, Ross, you stretch your lead back out to two points again. It is nine seven, and um, we did, of course, eventually get some cricket recreationally. Uh, Paul Griffiths, friend of the podcast, Paul Griffiths, said that that was his, one of his favourite moments of the whole year uh, was was just getting out to play again. Ross, you had a pretty good season in in the recreational game. What was your your favourite moment, or have you got any stories that you'd like to regale the listeners with? Um, I think the very first game was um, quite an impactful one. Um, <laughs> I think we were, we were, Max played in that game, obviously. Yeah. Um, Max and I opened up the batting together. I think we both ended up with half centuries, which is a solid start, I thought. Um, however, um, 
earlier in the game, it was quite a slant on the hill. What about maybe a, a, a 30% gradient, 25% gradient, something like that? Something like that, yeah. And uh, Just I've sliding gone, down towards one boundary. Yeah, I've, I'm hurtling down that. That's, for, for no reason, it's, it's the, the first fixture back. It's not. Competitive. I mean, you were chasing the ball. There was a reason. Yeah, but but in terms of in terms of the level of competitiveness that was showed was very unnecessary, wasn't it? There was no reason for me to be like, I'm going to stop this from going for a boundary. Um, I failed to stop the ball going for the boundary, and then realised that I've picked up quite a lot of speed going down this hill, um, and then proceeded to have a judgment call on whether I was going to go full body through an old lady's fence or try to stop myself with my feet. Um, I think I made the right decision by going from my feet, but I still ended up um, groin deep in the fence. Um, and there was a, fair to say the two two panels came out. I was still in the fence when the old lady came out and said, who's going to pay for this? Didn't ask if I was okay. So uh, that would be, be the one of the highlights of the season. Yeah, no, that, was, um, yeah that, was, that was one of the highlights of my cricketing lifetime, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was lucky that, we, that our friend Simon was there to 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 be diplomatic and talk down the old lady who was quite incensed about uh, your My foot fence. being in, <laughs> being um, being sort of halfway through yeah. her fence. I got, I, got off, I got off pretty lucky there thinking about it. Like that was that could yeah. have been pretty. If I would have gone full body, that would have been I'd have been in serious bother. Had Simon not been there, you'd have been at the mercy of the old lady because everyone else on the whole pitch was like lying on the floor in, <laughs> in tears of laughter. <laughs> um, right, back to the quiz. We're, we're nearly on the home stretch now, or we are roughly on the home stretch. We are post-English summer, which means, what does that mean? IPL. It means IPL. Max, you continue to, to, to receive the first question. Okay. So... Let's go. The IPL was played in a later window than usual this year, with all matches taking place in the UAE. It demonstrated once again why it's the pinnacle of the T20 format, and the winners, the Mumbai Indians, are probably the best T20 team ever, I would say. Mm -hmm. But enough preamble, Max. Can you tell me who finished bottom of the table? Now, people who have been listening to the show for a whole year will know that I asked Max this same question about the 29 IPL, and he got it wrong. So this is a chance for redemption. And there should be. It should be possible to eliminate four of the teams immediately because they made the playoffs. And there's another team that clearly can't be... The Rajasthan team that Royals. Oh. What did you say? Rajasthan Royals. It is the Rajasthan Royals. Um, three teams finished or with a record of six wins, eight Defeats. The Rajasthan Royals were one of them, but they had the worst net run rate overall. So we're bottom of the table, which moves us on to Ross's question. There were a lot of sixes hit at the IPL this year, weren't there, Ross? It was almost too many. Almost too many sixes. My question is, exactly how many sixes were hit? (laughs) (laughs) What? No, I, I, of course that'd be ridiculous. I couldn't actually find that on the internet. If any, if any of our listeners can can tweet in how many sixes were hit at the IPL and where you can find this information, um, we will send you a signed thoughts and prayers. Um, <laughs> uh, Ross, the real question is: which player hit the most sixes? Uh, Ishan Kishan. It is Ishan Kishan. Good work, Ross. And if my scoring is correct, that means it is once again 
10-8 with a two-point gap. He He's absolutely phenomenal. I can't believe India didn't pick him. What is wrong with India's selection? It's insane, isn't like, it? Like he he was he was different gravy as we'd say over here. I think yeah, an average of like over fifty. I thought he had. It was yeah. I think he averaged like fifty with a strike rate of one hundred and fifty, and the most sixes despite playing two fewer games than a lot of the other people who uh, were on that that list. Um, he wasn't the person who hit the biggest six of the tournament. Do you know? Do you know who that was? Uh, Nicholas Puran. Yeah, it was Nicholas Puran. Good guess, Ross. Um, or, or good knowledge, Ross. He hit a one hundred and sixty meter bomb in one game. <laughs> <Fucking hell. laughs> That's, that's bonkers. That is, that is how, how big? Sorry, hundred and uh, hundred and six. I, I, thought, I generally thought you said one hundred and sixty. I was just like one hundred and sixty would be insane. Yeah, no, it's one hundred and six. Um, yeah. But that's still that's like across the whole of some cricket pitches in in yeah. England. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's definitely into is it the hospital or the school behind the Oval Max? Yeah, yeah Archbishop um, Tennyson. Gale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gale is top all time. He's hit three hundred and fifty nine. Oh, 349, sorry. Uh, that's over 100 more than second place, which is Max. Uh, A.B. de Villiers, yeah, well done. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> if you hadn't cut me off. Right, boys. We are heading towards the end. We've got one more IPL question. And this is really it's a tribute to you, Max. Um, you, of the three of us, are, are the only person who has made their TV debut. Um on what TV show did you make your TV debut? Tenable. Tenable. Can you can you talk the listeners through the concept of Tenable? Uh, sure. So basically, you go on the show with a team of five people, and each of you have to answer a, a question, which is a a top ten question. So you have to name the top ten certain things in a category, and uh, if you answer enough, you get through to the final round, where you all play to try and complete the final board to win money. So taking inspiration from that and taking the actual game mechanism, which is you are going to hear a category and then between the two of you, you're going to face off to try and name all 10 of that category. We're going to play a game of Tenable. Does that excite you, Max? Max, you've got experience in this. How much money did you win? None. Uh. None money. (laughs) Anyway, the category is who are the top 10 top wicket takers in the 2020 I? P-L. So they don't necessarily have to be in order. I just need a name from each of you until you run out. I'll give both of you one life each here to make the game slightly more interesting. So I'm sure one of you will do something stupid. And if the listeners haven't realised, we have drunk quite a lot of wine at this point. <laughs> so so, so do forgive us. Max, would you like to go first? Sure. So, so I just want, just want to clarify. Max says one, I then say one, Max says one, whoever comes Exactly. Yeah? Okay, cool. Yeah. Max, would you like to go first, or would you like Ross to go first? As, you, as you're losing, I'll, you get I'll to the first. side. Okay. Well, when you're ready, Max, let's play Tenable. Uh, well, I'll go with Jasprit Bumrah. Jasprit Bumrah was number two on the top ten IPL wicket takers in 2020. Ross, let's play Tenable. Rabada. Rabada, of course, was number one on the <laughs> list. Do you like Casigo, Rabada? Getting cut. Sorry. Haven't done that one yet. Don't tease it. (laughs) There we are. Um, (laughs) Max, back to you. I'm not going to say let's play Tenable Uh, again because that would be ridiculous. Uh, Chahal. Use Vendra Chahal. Chahal. Chahal is number five. Good work. Ross, back to you. That is a great first name. Uh, I'd go with Nokia. Nokia. Number four on the list. Max, get back to you. The pressure's starting to ramp up now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I reckon... I reckon Joff 
made the list? Joffre did make of course Joffre made the list. He was number seven. Um he had a pretty good tournament. He um, probably more notable for his economy rate, which was just six point five. Um the Rajasthan Royals, the teams that played against them, they basically just stopped trying to score runs off Archer <laughs> because it was such a feast yeah. when everyone else was bowling. <laughs> Ross, over to you. Uh, Trent Bolt. Trent Bolt, number three on the list. He had a great IPL, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Trent. Yeah, well, um, again, demonstrating the value of having a left armour who's absolutely class in T20 cricket. Yeah, and I think as well, they used him really well. He basically bowled three overs at the beginning, maybe one a bit later on. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and, and people have struggled to get him away. Bowled the most maidens in the tournament as well with nice. uh, with three. Um, <laughs> Max, we have so far we have got the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and seventh top wicket taker in this okay. year's IPL. Uh, there was a, a little glut in the middle where I reckon uh, Rashid Khan made it in. Oh, of course, Rashid Khan. That's been my next one. Rashid Khan was number six on the list. So, fellas, in your first seven guesses, you have named the top seven wicket-takers in the IPL. Um, and certainly, whatever happens from now, you've earned pride. I am proud of, of your performance as it reflects well upon the podcast of which I am a part. Thank you, Jack. Ross. Well, I do, <laughs> Ross, I do think I our coverage of the IPL was pretty fucking great. It was certainly extensive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> of, of, of the IPL coverage that I heard, ours was the best. Well. There we go. It, uh, you it, can it, tell, you can tell your friends, people at home. Uh, I'm going for Mohammed Shami. That's a good one. Number eight on the list. So we've now named, well, the, between the two of you, you have named the top eight wicket takers <laughs> in this year's IPL. Max, well done, mate. Well done. I'm going to raise a glass of that. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Max, when you were on Tenable, how many of whatever top ten you had to get did you get before um, before you lost all your money? Um, what personally? Well, yeah, personally, yeah. Uh, so on, on my one, I, I got four out of ten, and then I was out. But it was about Eurovision, so... Hmm. Well, you're doing better here, aren't you? I am, you're I doing am. much better, yeah. Um, Max, there are two possible answers left. It's starting to get a bit yeah, tricky. Yeah, it's getting a bit tricky. Yeah. Uh, I will go... So, so, wait, wait. So, well, well, sorry, Max. So what, what are we going to do here? We, we just if, if Max gets this wrong, it's all over, or are we going to do a shootout as we've got down to the last two? So you have one life each, which means ah, you can make right. one incorrect guess. Okay. Whoever runs out of guesses first loses. So Max has an advantage by going first, but also can be the first person eliminated if it goes wrong, wrong, wrong. Yeah. It's tension. It's, 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 it's perfectly designed, this game, for maximum tension. Excellent. Well. Let's play Tenable. Uh-huh. I will go for Rahul Chahar. I do guess. It's a good guess, but it's an incorrect oh, come on. guess. Um, Ross, over to you. Where, where two... was Rahul? Do you know, or just not? Uh, I, I'll bring that up, and I'll bring that up. But let's have Ross's guess. Uh, I, I'm going to go for the new poster boy of Indian cricket, which is Natarajan. Ross, that's a fantastic answer. That is a fantastic answer. And it's tenable. Well done. That was that was the tenth player on the list. Max, this is to stay in it and and um avoid losing this is a lot of work for one point, Ross, but you've you've earned you've earned this point. <laughs> one point. Oh just <laughs> uh, we will, in a minute we're gonna play another improv round for five points. Um <laughs> 
No, Max takes I've the got... lead. Max, Max, there's one name left on the list. Number nine on the IPL 2020 top wicket takers. Do you know it? No, I do not. So I will just I'll just have to see what I can what I can come up with, won't I? Um I will go for uh Navdeep Saini. That's not too bad a guess. I think actually he 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 featured on some of the other lists. He doesn't feature on this list though. Um Varun Chakravarti was the final oh, player get that. On, on the list of top ten. Maybe we could have thrown it over to Ross for the answer, but I've Spoiled the fun there. Ross, you take another point there, and it is now 11-8. The... I, I enjoyed that. Max, fucking well, well played there. That was... Um... <laughs> well, I'm actually really impressed I... with both of us, actually. Yeah, I, I'm impressed with you, you both, too. Um, it Thanks. is possible. Thanks, there are three <laughs> There are three questions left. Um, Max, you can theoretically tie this up. It would um... be uh, a crime against quizzing if that were to happen. <laughs> Well, let's see what, what happens then. Um, three questions left. These are about reasonably contemporary cricket. Uh, so you only need a short memory span to get these. Um, this week, Ross, India folded like wet cardboard against Australia in the second innings of, of their most recent test match. They were all out for 36, which is the lowest team score in test cricket for 65 years. Can you tell me which team holds the record? for lowest score in, in test cricket. And I'll give you extra kudos, but no points if you know how many they scored. Uh, I'm going to go for New Zealand. 31. 26. It is New Zealand. And Max says 26. I was lying about the kudos. You get an extra point, Max. <laughs> so it's now... <laughs> it's 12-9. Oh, um, okay, well, you've got a point each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you've got a point each, yeah, but yeah. don't complain because I, I have the quiz master giveth and the quiz, quiz master taketh away. Um, it was pretty astonishing stuff, wasn't it, this week? Um, only, only one of the other top 10 low scores comes from the era after they started covering pitches. Uh, <laughs> Ireland, of course, with 38 last year, Ross, which, which you, have, you have told us about many times on this podcast. <laughs> Matt, your final question before the uh, the, the the last free for all one <laughs> on the list. This weekend, the 18th series of Strictly Come Dancing concluded. Bill Bailey took the win. Cricket and Strictly have got a little bit of a history with each other, haven't they, Max? Indeed. Um, can can you name the two cricketers who have won the Glitterball Trophy? Mark Rampakash. That's correct. That's one point. Um. So the other, so I don't know who so either Darren Goff or Graham Swan. I'm going to go Graham Swan. Darren Goff. Ah, what's the answer I was looking for? Um, Tufnell Vaughan and Swan have also appeared on the show. Um, Johnny Bairstow said he'd be interested in the future. Uh, what do you reckon Johnny would be like on the on the dance floor. Uh, terrible. If, I'm honest, if I'm perfectly honest, I think Johnny Bairstow is interested in absolutely everything as long as he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you seen, if you want to laugh, uh, Michael Vaughan's Jive is on YouTube. Uh, it's it's supreme dad so, dancing. I was just saying, it sounds supremely offensive. <laughs> right, so the scores are going into the, the tiebreaker, which will be worth more than the difference in points um <laughs> ross you are on 12 
Max, you are on 10. The tiebreaker question is... He's on 10, is he? (laughs) Round it up. (laughs) It's an incredibly impressive score, considering he's only got four questions correct. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's like um, like, like friend of the pod, Dan Weston, says, it's about hitting boundaries. Yeah, when I I score, I make it count. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, Ross, you're you're turn, you're keeping strike the score ticking over. My strike but, rate um, is through the roof. Don't compare yeah. me to fucking Rahul. <laughs> <laughs> the tiebreaker question is, and if you get within ten, I'll give you two points, so you can tie this max. If you get it exactly, you get five points, and right. um, otherwise closest gets a point. So the tiebreaker yeah. question is. Zach Crawley scored 267 against Pakistan in the third test of the series. We didn't mention that, did we? It was quite a good innings from Zach. Um, he announced himself as a big force in test cricket. The question is, though, boys, how many balls did he face making that 267? Ross, as you are in the lead, you have to guess first. Oh, that's... that's... So, 267. He, he accumulated it over a fair old while. Uh, hadn't scored a century to that point, um, and now now averages nearly fifty in Test cricket. Probably going to be the best player in the world, isn't he? Well, is that Crawley? Quite, well, yeah. I mean, quite, quite possibly. It was a if pretty momentous innings, isn't it? If, if he honest. isn't already the best player in the world, they say you're only as good as your last game, and that was a pretty good last game. <laughs> was that his last game he played? <laughs> yeah, I think he played a few um, games for Kent afterwards, but. Uh, but for England, oh, that, yeah, yeah. That, that is a pretty good way to just be like, oh, I just know what lads. Um, right, I'm gonna, I am going to need an answer from you though. So how many balls did he face for two hundred? Um, two hundred and eighty-five. Pretty brisk double century, Ross reckons there. He's um, absolutely, he absolutely smashed it around. Right, Max. If you get within ten, you can tie this up. And it, and the, the the Christmas quiz, cricket quiz, cricket of the year will be tied once again between between you two. Goliath of quizzing. Um, Max, how many balls did Zach Crawley face? 413. You know what? That's not a bad guess. That that threatened the right answer. Um, 393 is correct. So, Max, that means you get to 11. Ross, you're the winner of the Cricket Podcast Christmas Quiz with 12 points. How does that make you feel? Ecstatic. It's uh, the best thing that's happened to me in 2020. Max... Valiant effort. Thank Jacks. Thanks very much for uh, hosting. Yeah, well, well played, Ross. Cool. Well quizzed. Thank you, Jack. No problem. Shall we take a quick break, um, listeners? Of course, get in touch with us on the, the at the Cricket Pod on Twitter. Let us know how you got on. Let us know whether quizzes are good um, <laughs> or not. It's, it's also uh, nice to know that the stuff that we talk about, we actually retain somewhat. Max, well, less so. not me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Max, less so. I mean, it's good to know. Well, I do make the notes. They kind of stick in the memory. But is uh, I wrote been... this whole quiz from memory. Yeah, well, yeah, what a man. 393 balls, mate. It's up there. It's in the, it's in the dome. Okay, uh, so, when, so when we come back, we will do a brief roundup of Australia versus India. Covid is rife. The bubble's here. We're here tonight. And the whole year simply. Dropped. Sin- 
quarantine. Simply having a terrible quarantine. The choir of Mark Wood sings a song he's practiced all day long. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. The summer's done. We're out of hell. The IPL Simply having a terrible quarantine Simply having a terrible quarantine The bubbles burst It's time to leave Some dodgy tests Have set us free Yes, so uh, as you said, Ross, uh, India-Australia took place the first test. Uh, it was, well, it all looked very promising to start with and then um, abruptly ended, didn't it, Ross? Yeah, I mean, the build-up in itself was eventful. Uh, Rohit Sharma entertained us with the classic game of Where's Wally, Where's Waldo, whatever it's called everywhere else. Um, and I liked it a lot on last week's podcast. We laid out what India needed to do to win, as as well as our show with uh, Dan Norcross the week before. Um, so I'm just going to run through some of those and just point out where it might have gone wrong and where it might have gone right. So um, first up, get the selection right. Um, we said don't pick Privdi Shaw. We said pick Pan over Saha. What did they do? They picked Privdi Shaw and they picked, uh, unfortunately, Saha. Um, win the toss and bat. Did they do that? Ding, ding, ding. Max, they did. They did. They do did. That. Thank goodness for that. Uh, if you get a start, make it count. Did any of their batsmen do that in both innings? Coley kind of did in the first one. And then um, <laughs> Rahani, well, Rahani'd him. Yeah, uh, uh, that's, that's point four. Don't do any silly runouts, especially don't run out Captain Coley. <laughs> yeah, you've got lads. We've got the best batsman in the world for one game. How are we going to use it? <laughs> he's in no it didn't look like getting out at all dude that was that uh, Coley looked set he looked magnificent he was just like this is test match Coley um and then Rahane is still there going oh no what have I done <laughs> yeah he was looking good for a daddy um, hundred wasn't he yeah big daddy hundred uh five hit 300 first innings and bowl well straight out of the blocks didn't quite hit 300 but actually their bowling unit bowled extremely well like Boomer dismissed the first two. Uh, Jack, what did you think about that? Uh, well, here's the thing. Like I would say about Indies, right? So first of all, to answer your original question, they did bowl well um, before the series. One of the things people said, and probably we said it on this show, was that India have their best pace attack in ages. And their pace tack might be as good as Australia's. I mean, that that's probably a leap. But people people were going down that that avenue of thought. I would say you probably saw why their pace tack isn't better than Australia's, although they did bowl quite well. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah I can understand that. Yeah, I can understand that. I think um, a lot of people will talk about Ishant Sharma, who I ge- I genuinely think is is far older than he actually looked. Like he's, he's I can't believe he's still playing cricket. I remember watching him bowl against 
Alistair Cook, I think. This could be, could be this might be a complete fake memory, by the way. But I think I saw Ishant Sharma bowled against Alistair Cook when Cook turned up on his debut. That is what is in my head. That's definitely incorrect, isn't it? I mean, Jenny, that is ingrained in my head, and I have no idea why. So that's probably my misconception. Yeah, Sharma, Sharma would have to be about seventy to to <laughs> uh, have bowled against right. Alistair Cook. Oh, oh, we should check that. Max, you're, he's Max, about Max, seventy Max, foot tall, isn't he? Yeah, he is tall. I, you're definitely wrong on that. I, I reckon. I mean, like, well, let's. We, we've already played. We've already done the quiz element of this <laughs> podcast. But who, who was the know, bowling lineup when Alistair Cook hit his first <laughs> yeah, century yeah. against India? Exactly. Um, no, you know, I, I think they maybe missed Sharma overall. Mm. I, I think uh, look, Shami and um, Yadav. Yadav and Bumrah uh, were excellent. I, I don't think Yadav is as good as, as Sharma. No, and I think that's probably where they they fell down. Um, I mean, like the, the the real star of the show, we haven't got to him yet. It was Ravi Ashwin, surely. It's my next point. Number six, trust Ravi Ashwin. It will take the middle order with you, including Steve Smith, who hit one off of twenty nine deliveries. Interesting Pretty innings. slow. Interesting Pretty innings. slow from Steve. Especially... He's probably just getting a feel for it, isn't he? Well, he said he's already found his hands. He's already found his hands. He doesn't need to spend any time doing anything else. But now he has to find whatever else. So you find your hands, and that led to two 65-ball centuries in the ODIs. Now, mm. presumably, he has to find, like, his test determination. His, his forearms. Yeah, like, he's got to find something. And, and he used half the number of balls it took him to get to 100 to get one. And that's just Steve Smith recalibrating. You know, like on those old PlayStation games you you could get where you fire the gun at the screen. And if you do it for too long, eventually the screen, it doesn't, what what you shoot on the screen goes wrong. It it, it doesn't aim to the correct place. So you have to recalibrate and then it's like, oh, now aim the gun at the middle. Now aim it at the left. And then after that, you can play the game again and and you can shoot at the screen. Mm -hmm. Steve Smith has to go through exactly that process when he transfers into test cricket i i believe he has to he's that 31 was just steve smith's recalibration process and in the in the next game he'll probably score 800 okay weirdly i don't often i i know a lot about um batting technique and i because the podcast (laughs) is sort of one part entertainment one part serious cricket i don't often go into the nitty-gritty because it's a little bit boring but Trust me, I have spoken to lots of coaches, and that is what Steve, this process that Steve Smith goes through is, is exactly like that um, PlayStation recalibration. All right, I'm not going to amazing at time crisis, by the way. Yeah, I can imagine. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with that. So uh, I, I'm going to bundle my points of seven, eight, and nine, and probably ten into one here. You so, press the um, time. You've got, you've, you've, you've got a first innings lead. Make it count. Ah, uh, don't worry. Everyone loses an early wicket, especially if your name rhymes with Shifty Pro. It's fine. Like that's that just happens. Don't worry about it. It's Australia. Bumrah in at three. That was controversial, wasn't it? Man I mean, who averages two point five in Test cricket. Yeah, he hits a fifty in the warm up game, and then all of a sudden, India selects up. We've got ourselves Stuart Broad in the rounds, in, haven't we, lads? We've got ourselves a nice. Thought, uh, it's not even Stuart Broad, is it? Imagine if Jack Leach yeah, were I, Indian. <laughs> I mean, I think the the concept of the Night Watchman is stupid in the first place because it, it mathematically doesn't make sense. Uh, we don't need to go into that now, but it, trust me, it doesn't. Um, There's a lot of trust here. If you are, and this is, this is again, this actually is, um, this is just based on maths, not my deep knowledge of how PlayStation games influence batting technique in the 21st century. Mm. Um, 
if you are going to use a night watchman, you need to make sure they can bat a little bit because they'll just be out in the morning. I mean, he, so but Bumrah, he accomplished his task and he faced, what, eight balls to get mm. through to the end of day two. What did you think he was going to do in the morning except be out and then expose the new batsman to, to the new ball? I mean, it wasn't the morning, was it? it was the afternoon. Yeah. But like, he, he's still, he's still going to cause you that problem. There's no... With Jack Leach, for instance, he has enough about him to maybe use up a half an hour in the morning or, or, or an hour and hold the game up a little bit, take some shine off the ball, make things a little bit different, difficult for the bowling team. Uh, is there an argument if you're, if you're saying... Jack Leach 2.5 and he didn't even bat his average. If, if you're saying that you would put in a night watchman for the end of the day and hope that maybe they could do something in the morning as well, should you not open with a tail under who can bat a bit and have like a morning we watchman? We have done that. Yeah. Just stick stick Jack Leach in at number one, see if he can eat up 30 balls, and then, you know, in comes whoever it is, Burns, Eng- Sibley. England, England struggle enough to find an opening batsman who could survive 30 balls. Jack, they're not called a night and day watchman, are they? They're called a night watchman. They're in to do that role. Well, what's the point? You're just giving the other team a wicket, which means that the, the people who can actually bat later on in the innings have less resources to deal with. I, I would thoroughly, I would genuinely, I thoroughly enjoy watching you field from 10.30 in the morning or 11 o'clock in the morning all day and then going, go on, mate, go and, go and, uh, go and bat underneath the floodlights after all that and have Josh Hazelwood, Pat Cummins and Mitchell start bowling at you and you'd right, be okay. like... I yeah, exactly the same I, issue. Why would exactly you make the, the same issue? Bold but Bumrah's bowled to do it. He's bowled twenty-five fucking overs. Yeah, exactly. What do you think's going to happen? Well, I'm, yeah. not saying, I, I, I'm not saying Bumrah was the right choice. I'm saying the Night Watchman thing isn't as bad as you think it is. The Unless Night Watchman concept that, is deeply uh, flawed. Let's uh, well, deeply let's have a deep flawed. dive on that another day. We, we yeah, should do a deep dive time. with the Night, night Watchman. Uh, but what 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 definitely is flawed here, gents? Is in just batting because uh, what score <laughs> do you think they got to? Um, which uh, they didn't hit any runs between two wickets and five wickets. Fifteen. Were they on fifteen? Fifteen. So yeah, yeah. F- fifteen for two. Fifteen for three. Fifteen for four. Fifteen for five. Um, oh dear lord, no! It's uh, it's thirty six all out. Their lowest total in Test cricket, um, and I think it was twenty one overs, twenty one point two overs or something. Yeah, no one made um, double figures. No, but uh, to be fair, Bumrah did pretty fucking well, didn't he? Faced seventeen balls, wasn't too shabby. Um, who who really is to blame for this is the question that I want to hear because Josh Hazelwood, the, 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 <laughs> the Australians bowled incredibly well, like incredibly well. Um, but the wicket, so I mean, Jack, you were watching the highlights just before before this. It wasn't pretty, was it? It, it wasn't like, uh, I mean, they were bowled well, but you could still leave the ball outside off stump, gents. No, I disagree with that. I think basically Hazelwood and Cummins bowled really well, and sometimes batsmen edge those. It's, just, it's a freak occurrence. Yeah. Like, this this India team, they're, probably their flaw is they're batting away from home. So there mm. is a weakness there. They're not as good. They don't score 550 for four away from home very often and they'll do that all the time at home mm-hmm. um so there there's a little there's an element of maybe some of them aren't quite as good as people think they are um with the massive exception of obviously Virat Kohli so there's there is a little bit of a weakness there and there's definitely a little bit of a weakness against really good bowling I mean when they came to to England in 2018 you they weren't an all-conquering cricket force I mean no. Virat Kohli had one of the great away series maybe his best ever series and we're talking about one of the best players in England that year mm-hmm. um and and still England were blowing away 
that India team. What you saw today was basically uh, a team bowling quite well with a ball that moved around a little bit against a team that don't play that well in those conditions. And then on top of that, all of the luck went for Australia. There were some good catches. Every single time someone put their bat out there, caught behind. Yeah, okay, okay I can understand that. Well, 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 I mean, it's, you, a, it's a massive freak. It's, it's, it, and they, they didn't bat well, like clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure with the camp they should get more than 36, but yeah, I can, I can see your point. Yeah, I mean, um, sometimes you'll get a score like that and the, bats, the batting has folded in on itself. But, I mean, from what I can see... Bumrah got done by the pitch being bouncier and faster, and he's not a very good batsman. Um, Coley chased. Bumrah is probably worse than all of us at batting. <laughs> I just want to be clear: to average two point five, like that's that's not that hard. To probably do. disagree with that, but we'll, we'll never mind. I, I, I don't I, think honestly, I, I think I, you would be stunned I, I how bad you have to be to be. Max, I'm not sure how low your self-esteem has to be as an opening batsman for you not to say you'd average at least 2.75 in test cricket. Well, I guess 90 miles an hour. Yeah, but uh, because you, you, know, least, to... you, you know where your foot, you know where your feet are su- supposed to go. This guy is literally been given a stick of wood and goes, "Go on, mate, go out into the field and see what you can do." You at least have got that bit where you just like, "Oh, sure, it might be a bit quick, but I can get an edge in it. It might go for four, whatever." Anyway, I'm not going to go down Max's inability to be a, a batsman uh, Cody's going home that's a massive loss um, the selectors will continue to get things wrong uh, why they didn't pick Pan is beyond me Shaw is so far out of form I've never it's, it's almost painful to see um, Australia have Dave Warner coming back um, Joe Burns hit a 50 um, when things aren't looking good down under you're in for an unenjoyable pounding as far as I'm concerned when it looks like I think it's going I'm going to change it it's going to be a 4-0 it's going to be a 4 0 annihilation. I think it looks that way. Yeah. I just don't. I, th- I think that India have lost their second best quick bowler, probably their third best bowler. Yeah. Uh, Shami's broken his arm. He's he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, Rohit Sharma doesn't turn up till Test 3 if he turns up. Uh, Prithvi Shaw is a walking wicket. So who do they bring in? Shubman Gill? I mean, so Pri- Shubman Gill, they don't think is better than Prithvi Shaw. No. Like, that's... It's, 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 that's... It's, not, it's not a good confidence thing, is it? Just like, oh, no. you've hit more runs than this guy, but we still don't think you're better than the guy who's got no runs. Rishabh Pant is someone they could bring in for Sahar, or, um, the, of the Riddaman, not Louis variety. Uh, he had a torrid IPL. And I know he's like the cricket hipster's choice behind the stumps for India but having watched that IPL and I probably saw 10 of Pant's mm. 16 innings uh, or 18 innings maybe more, maybe more than 10 didn't really look test caliber <laughs> to be honest I wouldn't be I wouldn't be super confident that that guy's the solution Saha on the other hand um, then, came in for sunrises and completely changed their fortunes well oh. yeah and then and then and then on the on the on the flip side, Joe Burns got a fifty, hit a six off the last ball. At one point, Australia needed thirty-five to win, and Burns was on twenty. He managed to get a fifty. He was smacking the ball all over the place to get there. Um, so he looks like he's got a bit of form back. Wade probably won't have to open the next match because Warner's almost certainly back in the team, which means that Wade will either bat instead of uh, head, or they'll stick with head. Neither are dreadful options there. I think they'll they'll stick with head, won't they? Wade's a bit older. Okay, so they get rid of of Wade. I mean, that that means the only weakness in the Australian batting lineup, really, at that point, is 
is Travis Head. And Travis Head isn't bad, but you've got two openers who, one's David Warner, one looks to be a little bit more in form, followed by Labuschagne and Smith. Um, and we're, we're not even talking about the bowling attack that's, that's just decimated India and has got rotation options. It's not even like one of them might get injured or if they yeah. did get injured, they'd need someone else. Because yeah. they can just bring in James Pattinson. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's not like they've got an awful spinner. They've got the third best Australian <laughs> bowler of all time at number three, Nathan Lyon. He's like you say, Ross. Once it, once the wheels come off down under, it's really hard yeah. to to get back in the game. Like, and the first game was point, their best chance, and it was looking good before it all went that, spectacularly that, Max, wrong. That is exactly that point. They literally they looked like they had it. They bowled Australia. They had a first innings lead. No one gets a first innings lead in Australia and then she squanders it as badly as as India did. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and of course, their their captain and best away batsman by miles is going home. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's not it's um, not looking good. I think they might get a draw at the MCG because the MCG pitch is always shit. But you know, it wouldn't stun me if they lost there as well. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see when uh, when the third test comes around. Who uh, Rahane runs out there? <laughs> oh, Rohit Sharma's on ninety five. Called you down. See you later. Uh, anyway, gents, um, I thought the quiz was great. Have we got anything else to add for the India vs Australia series, or should we wrap it up there? That's all I've got. Yeah, nothing from me. Next well, uh, next test, obviously on Boxing Day. So uh, look forward to that. I think there's also another one, which is uh, New Zealand vs Pakistan as well. Um, I think yeah that does get underway at the same time yeah um I think going back to the first question from the quiz uh there's the possibility that if Kane Williamson gets another another double century in that he can overtake Ben Stokes for top run scorer of the year so you know Max would still be yeah Max would still be wrong though wouldn't he uh anyway uh thank you ever so much for listening to the cricket podcast uh have a very merry Christmas Max merry Christmas chat very merry Christmas yeah follow us the cricket pod on Instagram and Twitter. Have a good Christmas, dear listener. What what a Christmas present this would be, sharing this podcast with your (laughs) loved ones. With your loved ones. Brilliant.